What's going on, folks? This is Les McDaniel, your host of the Bearded Wisdom Podcast, here once again to inspire the uninspired, to unstick what is stuck, and to liberate that leader within you. I know that there's one there inside of you. We all have one. The question is, do you are you being an intentional leader or are you being an accidental leader? Well, we're not discussing that today, but I can tell you that everything we talk about today is always guiding us towards that path of being intentional, not accidental leaders in our world, because that's what makes a leader worth following. And I want to remind you, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at epicfusion.life. That's epicfusion.life. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. That's it. You got it. Nailed it. And you can find me on YouTube and TikTok at Bearded Wisdom, just like the podcast, Bearded Wisdom. I look forward to dripping wisdom on you throughout the week. I hope you will join me there. It's going to be a fun time. Here we go. There comes a time in life where you got to make a decision. You can write your own story or let someone else tell it for you. This is the show for that time. This is Bearded Wisdom with Les McDaniel. Let's jump right into this today. I am so excited because we're jumping back into nakedness. Well, all right. I say naked weird, evidently, by the way. My kids always, always, always make fun of me. And I think it's just endearing. So we're just going to keep saying naked the way I say it. So I love it. Make fun of me. I want you to make fun of me. That's the opposite of a peaceful person. But whatever. Do what you got to do. I, I'm I'm big enough for it. I might cry a little, but well, that said, today I do truly want to talk a little bit more today as we as we hone in on what this whole idea of people of peace is in our world, and and there are so many different stories that I could go to as we talk about what it looks like to be that person of peace, that to to see people of peace, to know what they look like, to be aware of them, to to recognize them wherever we go. And, and some of it is not really up to me to decide for you. I think the real key component that I want to want us to play in today is, is that a person of peace does not choose a pathway of shame when it comes to their relationship with you. Shame, manipulation, guilt, this idea that they're always trying to convert you to something or convert you over to an, a way of thinking. And I'm not talking about like a religious conversion. I'm talking about this that that would be included, but it's more that that we are that there's this idea of they're trying to instill something within you, like they're trying to fix something that's broken in you so that you can be on a more acceptable terrain alongside of them. You see, I don't I don't see this as the way at all. You see, I believe that truly at the core of who I am that I am the most loved and accepted in the ways that my wife is able to love and accept me. And and I I use her as an example because she's seen the darkness in me. She's seen me go through some really challenging times. She's seen me at my worst. She's seen me treat her wrongly, maybe even abusively at times. And and I say that not lightly, but I say that as someone who who is imperfect and who has experienced some traumas in his life that have that have reared their heads at times that in ways that they have impacted my family, my wife, my kids, my relationships with my sisters, my relationship with certain friends of mine. And I recognize that this trauma is something that that is so easily and readily available to me in those moments when I haven't prepared myself for the relationships that I have in my life and how I show up in those relationships. 
You see, I, I think we have a tendency in our world to create a space where our trauma becomes the thing that is the driver of our existence. Now, when I say this, I'm not saying that all of us are leading with our trauma, but I'm saying that many of us have not chosen to take the time to be truly aware of how our hurts and our hangups and our habits have continually influenced our life, even in our lives at this very moment. I think we have to be very clear with ourselves that when we take responsibility for our lives, it means that we no longer point the finger outside of us at others or at circumstances or conditions but we can take full ownership of our current state because of all the choices that we've made in our life that have led to this particular moment right now. Now, this can sound so insensitive at times. I, I mean, I, I will, I, I'll use an example as of right now. I'm actually recovering from COVID as we speak. Well, I somehow got sick through COVID. I, I went to an event last week, stayed at a hotel with several of my fellow front row dads, and along that journey, I went all over this the map in here in Austin, Texas, you know, playing sports with the, these guys. We went to several, ate out every single night, every, every meal, ran across people, you know, that were shopping. We ran across people that were hosting the event. We ran across people that were at the hotel and at the front desk. And, and for me to go around and spot who it was exactly when you know, cause the problem is something that is been a point and contention for of mine from the very day that this this COVID nineteen showed up on our radar. The shame and the guilt that has been ensued upon our world, based upon where you land on this conversation of COVID, whether you're a anti vaxxer, a vaxxer, or you choose to wear a mask or don't wear a mask, or you know, even now it's like, well, at what point do I actually go out and it's okay? And and should I be timid about walking out the doors? And and I'm being responsible. I've stayed home and I'm going to stay home for the five days that the CDC says and do all the things that they, they talk about that, that are important at this particular juncture. But I think it's important for us to recognize that for us to go around this world pretending like we somehow know whether or not Wearing a mask, not wearing a mask, getting the vax or not getting a vax is the cause of, of getting it or not getting it really places a lot of onus on me and you to be perfect in our understanding of how to navigate something that is completely foreign and new to all of us, even though it's been two and a half years now, almost three years of going through this. There is a sense of, of a lack of humility that comes when we begin to raise ourselves up as those who are experts in the field of something that is unknown. And if we're really honest, most everything that we do is unknown. We don't really understand the consequences of wearing a mask or, or not wearing a mask at any given moment. We don't really understand the consequences of what, the, what this, this virus is seeking to accomplish in and of its own self. I mean, it's, some, it's a living organism that's not doing nothing but trying to live on. It's not trying to kill us. That would be the opposite of what it's trying to do. It's trying to survive. And it just so happens that we are pretty dang good hosts. And so it is doing nothing but surviving. And, and there's no question, if you lost someone to this, it's, a, it's an atrocity. It's a sadness that I care 
carry deep within me and I feel an incredible sense of compassion for this. But the reality of our world is, is it's made up of a lot of things that, that, well, they start with life and they start with death. And as I've talked about in another episode, you know, there, this life and death is really just the, it's just bookended by darkness. Nobody can come into this world and tell you exactly what it is like before birth. Nobody can tell you what it was like inside of the birth canal. And yet, I don't know anybody who's come back and who can tell me what it's like to be buried six feet under. I can't tell you anyone who can tell me that their spirit came into this world at this particular point and left this world at a particular point. That is left to the living to determine and to figure out what that looks like in our world. And yet we want to spend so much time placing blame and shame on the world that is opposed to the, the circumstances that we are opposed to in our life. And we miss all sorts of learning opportunities when we choose to show up as though we have all the answers and we dress ourselves in the expert sorts of language and we dress ourselves with the, the, the resources and point people to HTTP and we send them off to some website to go learn for themselves or we make claims that everybody should understand this on their own and it's not my, my I shouldn't have to educate you on what it's like to be this, that, or the other. And yet the reality is none of us really know what it's like. This is our first go around from what the last I checked. I've only been here for 48 years of some sort of billion year plan that has been going on, an eternal plan for that matter, that it stands outside of time sitting here. I am honestly completely naked and, well, at this point, unafraid, but have lived in a lot of fear. And that fear is the thing that in my life has, cho- has led me down the path of making bold claims for you, for those in my life, for shaming, for judging, for ending relationships with people that were good people. We've all been there. We've all done it. We've all seen that, that thing that happens when our friends start to disagree. And yet at one point we were so loving and we still carried a lot of these same beliefs. What is it about us and this deep desire to shame and hurt others that somehow makes us feel better about who we are? I don't, I don't understand it. I've played the game. I've, I've been on the offense there and sought to offend people. I've sought to cause harm at moments when I was also feeling hurt by others. And it wasn't fruitful. And it wasn't beneficial to any either party in the process. You see, I believe that our neckiness is not the source of our shame. I believe our shame comes from our loss of oneness that is found in the true self that we all share. And I believe that that true self somehow resides in the darkness of the thing that we can't explain fully in this one life that I've been given. It somehow lands in the mystery of this black void that is the bookends of our lives. It is in our willingness to see ourselves in a relation to all things that I believe that we start to discover our unity and that shame no longer has its place or a need for it. This is totally opposed to our comparison of self, which demands that we justify the space we take up at all times, that justifies the air that we consume, that justifies that that, that within the realm of fitting into the categories that suit our fancy, we are actually causing more damage for anyone that stands outside of those things. One of the best ways that I can remember hearing this, and this is just a random one by all means, but 
I remember, and, and I'm going to botch, I don't remember, it was the oldest son of the Dunnigan family. Maybe you guys remember this reality television show about this family that was very, very much, they, they were having a lot of kids. And when I say a lot, it's a lot. I don't remember the number now. But their oldest son, who had been in this from the very beginning, was, was placed in this really odd predicament of now being a show his life was on on spectacle for every one of us to witness from the very early ages and a lot of expectation to fit in and to perform according to the family standards were placed upon him. And our culture bought in hook, line, and sinker with this family and watched in awe as they had kid after kid after kid and seemingly looked like they had a great deal of order in their lives and seemingly had a great deal of control and and that their kids were in alignment with their values and the vision of the family and all of these things until we find out later on that meanwhile, Josh was his name, the oldest son, was struggling with some really awful things in his life. Some things that he had fallen slave to, some things that we we call ab- abhorrent and disgusting and how he, in, in the world of pornography and child pornography and all these things, I think, don't quote me on that, it's it's awful stuff. And I remember witnessing this. I remember watching people online literally drag this young man through the mud, screaming he should be buried under the church. Buried under the church for what he had done. That he should should die. That that his life should be ended. And I sat here and, and couldn't believe that here we are witnessing for our own entertainment this life We've, we've set the, the platitudes up for this family as, as some sort of thing to be, to, to, to be looking up to. And if you didn't look up to them, you at least couldn't stop looking as they live this life on camera for your own entertainment. You paid money for this channel that you watched them on. You paid to have this insight to look into their life. And yet they weren't being fully naked. And when we found out their nakedness, when we found out their brokenness, when we found out that Josh had a struggle, all of a sudden we objectified him in the same way that he was objectifying these other kids, people, whatever it was, through his habit, through his struggle, through his, his, own, his own linchpin. And I just don't understand how we can't understand this as a source of shame is our own doing. And that the shame that we share with others is, is literally shame that we are, we are embracing as our own when we choose to fall in alignment with these folks. And, and when we are working with that person in the office who, who we feel like is, is dealing with all sorts of shameful things and we don't really tap into who they are and what's going on in their life and we don't try to connect with them, then we too are carrying the same shame within us. You see, when we lead others from a place of fear, hidden behind the masks of other people's expectations, their purposes, or their motivations, like Josh, who was trying to carry on the family show, we are not actually leading anyone. Rather, we are following those who have control over our narrative. When we lead others from that space of authenticity, we allow our wounds and our brokenness, that perfect imperfection that is within us, that we reside in, that we flow in, In that space, we inspire others to curiosity and humility. And like others, we might find ourselves at odds with all those partisan people who toe the line of whatever it is, whatever dogma, fundamentalism that they actually hold on to. 
Somebody today may be screaming in your world that you can't do it that way, that you got to buy this program, that you got to buy these three simple steps, that you got to post on social media like Les does or like somebody else does, or that you got to market a certain way. And yet all the while, deep down, you know at the core of who you are, everything you need to do to be at the best of who you are. Our real goal in all of this is to fall in love with our nakedness once again. And I can just see so many of us right now like, I don't want to look in that mirror. I don't want to see all that 48-year-old love handle, you know, keg pack. What, it's not a keg. But yeah, maybe it's a pack. Maybe it is a pack. That keg that I carry in front or, or how the muscles are. I don't want to look at that nakedness. And yet what people really long for is the honest truth of who we really are. They want to know that in knowing that you truly are being who you are, that they can truly let down their guard and be truly who they are. You see, peace is not a concession of one point of view for another. And people of peace understand that. People of peace understand that it is the embrace of people working towards an end goal that is bigger than anyone involved in the story. I'll say that again. People of peace understand that it is in the embrace of people working towards an end goal that is bigger than anyone involved in the story. That is a person of peace. They understand that they are so small in the story that is called creation, that is called God, that is called what, it's impossible to describe what this thing is, except for saying life, but even that's too small. That's only a mere mere breath of a 48-year-old trying to live into that. But at the core of who you are is this opportunity to to truly tap into peace, to let go of the concessions you make in your life and to fully embrace who you are. Will it be painful? Oh, yes, it will be painful. Will there be places where you're, you're going to see that need some work and where you might want to tighten some things up and be stronger in those? Tighten up that core, for example, so that you can stand stronger for longer. Absolutely. Maybe you're Maybe you do have some heavy lifting ahead of you, but that's an important piece of you becoming truly healthy because all the stuff that you see in the mirror that, that, that you're ashamed of, it's not you. It's the things that have been told to you that, that say, this is what you are, and you've taken it on and you've consumed the empty calories and they've turned into this, these fat stores that, that you just hold on to and make you feel shameful, but you can let go of those things. You can do that physically by truly changing the way you eat and all of those variables because those are also lies that you've been told that you have to have, that you're entitled to sugar, that you're entitled to fat, that you're entitled to engorge yourself with more and more food or eat way more than you need or to have more than you need. All those things are just stories that have been told to you. They're the fat stores of your life. But who you are at the core is this very fit fiddle of peace. And I hope that you can continue to find yourself in that space. For now, enjoy your day. Enjoy your weekend. I think you're moving into your weekend very soon. But if not, still enjoy the day and the weekend that's coming. So for now, peace to you. And I look forward to seeing you on the other side of chaos very soon. Thanks for listening to the Bearded Wisdom Show. You got a buddy or friend who needs to hear this. Please send him a link. And don't forget to hit that follow button so you can come back and hang out with Les every day.